Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. The four steps to successfully making a career pivot into being a freelancer. Number one, ensure you're making a pivot because it's the greatest passion. Don't just do it because you're in a bad place. Build a step-by-step plan for getting there to make it feel manageable and real. Start working through the steps of your plan as soon as the plan is finished to gain momentum and build your confidence. And finally, set overall goals and key milestones. So make sure as you're doing work every day on your plan that there's a bigger vision in your mind to what you actually want to achieve. And even if you don't achieve them, like we just said, Mm-hmm. You still are doing things to work toward the bigger picture. So next, we have our next segment in the trenches, and this is where we give those real-world examples specific to industries and situations, but with broad applications so that anyone listening can digest and put them into action. So the first one we have here is, and we've talked a lot about our journey so far, but mm-hmm. each of you have been on the journey of a pivot. What was the easiest and hardest part for each of you? So I will go first. I will say for me, the easiest actually was tackling the work. So I was coming off of just building a team of 14 people as well as starting a strategy practice at the last agency I was at. So I got to cut my teeth by actually starting my own thing within somebody else's thing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I had a lot of confidence in what I was able to do there. And really the big reason for leaving is because I was being limited by the size of the company, right? So that was a good indicator that if I could take a step back and build something that was more functional and didn't want to be that big guy, I, you know, I could do that. So that part really was not hard. And I just have to be, had to build all the offerings. How is this work going to happen? I had to bring on, along a lot of people that had never done this before. So that felt like very practiced and, and ready to go. On the other side, the hardest things for me, honestly, even though I had been half of my time had been spent doing account management from the entirety of my career, was all those little things that I didn't know about becoming an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. I like I mentioned Business the LLC side. thing yeah. before. Like I just I hated that. I had no idea what to do with taxes or accounting, how to pay myself, what type of company <laughs> I should be. Which is be. I'm laughing because that's what April does for our business. She yeah. does all the accounting oh, and finance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so notes from you. Yeah, and so luckily I had a team of family members who one who's a financial advisor and then two lawyers. So between all of us, we got it taken care of. Um, But those things just gave me like so much weird anxiety. And like I was saying before about blowing it out of proportion in your head if you don't have a plan, that's what I was doing. I would let myself be paralyzed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so finally, when I just was like, guys, I I need help, Mm -hmm. we were able to collectively sit down and figure it out and honestly like we have some coaching clients now that are just getting off the ground and like those are the the things right yeah. they're just like I have no idea like you know what to do in those situations so in any case I don't I look back and I laugh about it but it keeps happening to other people and so I have yeah. to think that like there's something to all of that and so I would just say 
know that's going to happen. Be mm-hmm. ready for it. And then just get it done as fast as you can. Don't let it just marinate. <laughs> Man, I can easily piggyback off of that. I'll go. I'll do my hardest first because that's exactly. It's literally <laughs> where I am right now because we are. Yes. We I am pivoting as we are having this conversation in this moment. And it's getting all of those, the, the papers together, the yep. business side of things. That is still very foreign to me. Um, and again, it's, I don't want it to paralyze where I'm mm-hmm. at. I know it's so crucial and I'm just very thankful that I have people along the way who are like, Hey, you should talk to this person yeah. or you should talk mm-hmm. to that person. And so then it's just starting that conversation, um, and, and trusting and just doing yeah. and not stopping. So yep. I'm in that boat and then crazy enough, honestly, it's like a little bit of that self-confidence is sometimes hard to, to push through because it's like, oh my gosh, do I have imposter syndrome? You know, yep. every yep, all, any entrepreneur is crazy. So that it's like, do I belong? Am I good enough? <laughs> so, and then having my friends who are like, just put no, it out you there. stupid. Just like, go, you need to be doing this. You're on the right path. You're on the right journey. And it sounds crazy, but, you know, bringing people into your life, which then actually will pivot into my, uh, pivot into my easiest side of things is actually my, my network and my friends have been, mm-hmm. have been really, really, just incredible and encouraging and that has made it easier for me to then counter the hard side of the Mm self-doubt um because then which piggybacks on the easier the easier side for me is the production Mm -hmm. i mean because i at this point in time i feel like i could do it in my sleep i've shot in every single environment you know especially through my last gig that you could possibly think of so that the production side is my easiest side and just the, the people side of things. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, my easiest was articulating what I was going to sell because, like mm-hmm. you, I've been, I was like basically. Mm-hmm deciding that and defining that for the last two years. I was going to say you were in the machine. I was in the machine. So (laughs) yeah, you were really good at that. (laughs) But I was, I actually, and I've said this before, but like just to bring Bill context, I created my own role for myself because I saw this opportunity and that actually, like I say, I'm very honest about that ended up being my demise because when the machine took back over (laughs) and he said, Hey, you know that role you created for yourself? Yeah. "Eh, It's not part of the machine. And it never really was, but you know, but it did help me to actually be, able to find the insights that became mm-hmm. what I um, built my foundation on, which was brand management, but all about cultivating brand love and taking it to that next level and that emotional um, connections that, that consumers have with brands, which makes them become so big and yeah. iconic brands, right? So that traveled, and I knew very clearly that's what I was really good at. Like, yeah. I knew that that's how the how I make connections and, and, and how I could get people to kind of see the potential of their businesses. So that I knew, I, I, I knew that when I left. The hard part, aside from leaving the six-figure paycheck, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. And all the was not easy, <laughs> not easy whatsoever. Still, to this day, a tad bit difficult. <laughs> but um, the hardest part was convincing other people they needed it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was like such a like obvious thing for me, being in that brand machine, that when you got out of the brand machine, people were like, what are you talking about? That's for big brands. That's mm-hmm. for you know. That's for when I'm 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 bigger and I'm scaling and I'm oh. I, I'm down the line and stuff. It's like you guys don't realize you need branding now. Now, yeah. well, it's like don't waste your time and your energy and don't invest in who knows what if you're not 
able to funnel and through that. Exactly. The, yeah. Yeah. But the, the amount of people I talked to that really had no, like, really deep conception of that mm-hmm. or was, like, thought that it was important or a priority, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. I'm like, was I so insulated in yeah. this culture company? shock for you? It was. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was such a culture shock, and so it became a huge flywheel that I was building because I had to educate as well as try yeah. to get business and do. And that was actually like more of a struggle than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now I had some really fantastic clients that I was able to get right away that helped me get the ball rolling, but. Um, it was like, yeah, very tenuous. I was like, what did I do? So then I, that was what led me writing the book. So at least I'm like, I had the book in order mm-hmm. for a reference. I'm like, here, read the book and then we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, and that's been more of a marketing tool than it's been like, a you know, it was never intended to be a bestseller. It was intended to be a marketing tool to use to like, so people could understand the philosophy for yeah. which that I think about brand building. And that's been very useful mm-hmm. um, in order to be kind of like the cornerstone of a lot of the stuff we talked about. But because I imagine fine. you see a lot of people who are like, I have all these great ideas or I want to do this product or whatever. And then it just kind of stops there and they don't know what to do after that. Yeah. yeah or it just stays a product. I mean, we talk about yeah. that a, a lot. Yeah. Where it's just about generating revenue off of a product, but not really developing it into a brand. But because in this day and age, the world is mm-hmm. so small. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody sees what you're doing, they're going to copy it. Yeah. And they can copy it very quickly. So you better create that brand connection yep. because that is going to be your differentiating factor. The impact you have on people's lives is going to be your differentiating factor. That's it. That's I it. mean, yep. so um, hmm. if you don't develop that, you're going to have a commodity and you're going to be kicked off the superhighway. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't... I. I really, I agree with you. I don't understand when people don't understand, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I still feel like we run into that that problem all the time. All the time, and it's like, well, how are you actually going to be different then, right? And and it feels so yeah. obvious to From, us and, and entrepreneurs, and maybe that's just our creative mindset and like people driven mindset. And it's like why we do marketing, but even um, with our podcast for When Picks Fly, talking with entrepreneurs and some of. Like researchers, right? They'll they'll do a bunch of research mm-hmm. in the hopes of discovering something to mm-hmm. maybe produce yep. a product yep. that will then maybe solve a problem. Like, wait a second, what? Yeah. It feels yeah. like you're wasting a lot of energy yep. and you're doing a lot of work. And where are we going with this? Yeah. You know, research is important. Data is important. But can't be all of it. Yeah, you can't do it all. Yeah. So, I yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. All right, well, let's move to In the Trenches number two, and this one just makes me laugh, and we, we've talked a lot about this too, but this will be a good discussion. How do I know if I will be good at this oh, new career post-pivot? Which you don't. How do you define that? How do you define good know. at? I'm still surviving. I mean, we still have our house. We still have yeah. My lights are still on, so that's good. At least I think. Um, and that, you know, Ali, you mentioned like the anxiety and you're right oh, in the middle of yeah. it. Right. And it is hard to be your own cheerleader, especially mm-hmm. when things are not, you know, fantastic or you're working through some of these hard things that shouldn't be so hard. There's all, all kinds of things that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think if you go back to the moment when you made the decision and you think through that lens, there's a reason that you made the leap. And so a lot mm-hmm. of times when I get this question, I'm like, well, first of all, let's just reflect on the fact that you did it, 
And how Mm -hmm. many people out there have dreams or things that they wish that they had done and they never, ever did it? So there was enough in you. And my favorite word is gumption, which Anne makes makes fun of me for. I love the word gumption. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's another one. Um, Just like funny words. I don't know how to spell that, so that won't show up in anything. (laughs) It will not be in the the description. Yeah, in the descriptions. But, you know, you have that in you to go and do it, right? And so I think that, like, being able to go back to that confidence because I always coach people to say the hardest moment is actually that moment Mm -hmm. or the biggest decision you make is that decision. And so if you think about that, everything else should get easier. And and you made that big leap for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you followed all the way through and you can say, check the box on all this stuff and I did all this hard work, you are already good at it is really my answer to it, right? Mm -hmm. And so just because you don't know all the answers or you're having to do more things at certain times that you aren't comfortable with, Mm -hmm. that's all part of the reason you did it in the first place. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I mean, I still, I just think it's so funny because it comes up so often. Like, how do I know if I'll be good at it? You know? We never never know. know. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit of like also going with your gut. And I know that sounds very cliche, but your gut is usually right. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this before. The icing on the cake for me is I was also I would constantly be bouncing and throwing the idea of me leaving off like to a lot of people yeah. as I'm shooting, as I'm shooting, as I'm doing stories and who, yep. people watching, friends, yep. family. And and the yep. overwhelming response was do it, do it, you should do it, you'd be great, you'd be great, you'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so great. I hear this. Yep. You know, you don't want to get an ego either out of it so yeah. you gotta check yourself but then that's where all, your natural self doubt yeah. like oh my god I actually have to pivot that'll bring you down real quick <laughs> um, but having that feedback was actually yeah. really helpful mm-hmm. if you can yep. if you can throw those ideas and bounce that off of people just to see what the reaction is yep. and that was extremely helpful for me and then understanding the industry that you're in yeah. because I think how much time for me personally how much time and energy am I producing you know, putting into something that I don't own, which I will, as April, I like control and I don't do great with authority. So I'm like, I already know I'm Just like, a, we're friends. A, wow. a, I used to tell my <laughs> mom as a kid, like, a you're not the, you're not the boss of me, mom. So like, it was bound to happen at some point in time. We're having so, moments in our house yeah. inside right now yeah. where my two year old has taught me to say, Hey mom, relax. Whoa. You're not, yeah, a, you're not the boss of yeah, me, exactly. mom. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was entrepreneur in the making. Yeah. And that was just like knowing yourself. So it was a little bit of like, okay, I know myself there. I'm getting good feedback, but then I'm also seeing the change in the industry and realistically like following the dollars Mm -hmm. a little bit. You know, I, I'm, media is a tough industry to be in. Yep. But the fact that I have the skill sets to shoot, produce, write, and edit, and I'm producing all this content for someone else, which is fine. I had to go through it or I wouldn't be where I am. And get your network and all those things. So grateful for it. So grateful for it. But I would rather take a stab at it to see if I can also do it on my own in the digital world, which also pivots a little bit back to what we were talking about before. That's another thing I want to check off the box is if I've done agency life, print publication and events, um, news, radio, mm-hmm. podcasting, digital production. Yeah. Let's just mm-hmm. check them all off the box. Yeah. At least, and I could fail, but at least I could say I tried, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to fail. I'm not going <laughs> to fail. <laughs> I'm not gonna, no. We're well, here to tell you you're not. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's my, and that's a great segue to what I was going to say is like, when you think about if you're going to be good at it, you have to believe you can be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's so, like, it seems so easy to say, but it's actually, like, the mm-hmm. personal declaration of, like, 
I can do this. It's very mm-hmm. athletic mentality too. Right? It is. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can visualize it. It's like I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I, but I also think it's also defining about what good means. So for mm-hmm. me, it was like I'm I'm living life on my own terms. Like I'm living yeah. my career mm-hmm. on my own terms. We are doing what we want to do. It is all within our sphere of control. Like, I want a glass of wine at four o'clock and answer some emails. Bring it. Um, <laughs> and it's a Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, she knows a little bit more too much about us than we have. Yeah, okay. We swear we have water in front of us right now. Yeah, we we do for now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it is that like that mentality of like, okay, what does good at it mean? Like, am I making you know like you know the 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 six figure paycheck? You know. Yeah. What does success literally? What does success mean to you? you? Yeah. Yeah, And so and and that's a good mean. Like, but I'm I'm living on my terms. We're still going on some nice vacations. We're still mm-hmm. having like a really nice house. We're still making home. But like we're doing, we're like our life doesn't feel horribly compromised, mm-hmm. you know. In with respect to the fact that it's not a corporate life, it's right? Different. It's yeah. Different. So like I think that that is a really important thing to like you know really understand is that like success and being good at it is not necessarily mm-hmm. all about the money generated, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's about reframing what like good looks like yeah and then also just kind of considering what's the worst case scenario i'm like i i'd said like well if this doesn't work i'm just gonna go find another job yeah yeah i mean exactly i i, I have when that you put it in that context ability. it's yeah. like yeah okay and at the end of the day i think it's almost more appealing for uh, employers to say oh okay wait you actually went out and you tried this on your own because yeah. you're bringing back now a different bucket of skills yeah right yeah i mean and you know some people are like okay well that gives everybody an out and it's better to burn the, you know, the ships at the dock and stuff. I'm like, you know what? Why? Yeah. I'm like, why do I need to do that? Like, you know, yep. <laughs> the thing is, is, like, I also prepared for the pain. Like, yeah. I consumed yes. every single podcast. I read every single business mm-hmm. book. I did it all just so I can understand all the people who have gone before me, mm-hmm. what they had to endure. So when it was like, you know, a start and a stop and all those things are things, I was like, oh, this happens to everybody. Other people it's not it. just yep. me, you yep. know? And there, you have to kind of keep on grinding. You have to keep on like hustling because, you know. Moving. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Just keep, keep moving. going. Yeah. It's like Nemo. Yeah, just, just keep swimming. <laughs> that was on at the eye doctor with my kids this morning. Very fresh in my mind. Um, yeah, so I do want to move on. But I also do think it's important to state that you have to define what being good at means, mm-hmm. right? Like that's kind of the point of the discussion we just had. And I myself had a lot of baggage, a lot more than I ever would have thought, tied to the salary that I made after I left. Be and very consumed in, in that mm-hmm. right now yeah yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. then we had last year which wasn't great with covid just like everybody and i was like i learned more this mm-hmm. year i was happy r- despite the situation we were in i grew more than i'd grown in very Start many years. you're challenging yourself yeah it's and and i was like yeah. oh maybe it doesn't matter that i didn't hit that figure that was in my head right so yeah. i think that's the whole you know the be be good at it and then also don't be afraid to change or be good at it, right? Mm, because yeah. for me, it was very financially tied the first couple of years, and I met my numbers, but I was more fulfilled last year. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.